0: Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve the Entrepreneur
1: Mindset. My name is Andy Roller, and my superpower is composure. And today I'm feeling grateful for being an entrepreneur and having the flexibility that I have in life. My guest today is a successful business
0: owner and entrepreneur. He founded a small consulting business in 2006 and grew it to a full-scale digital marketing business now called XPO Digital Marketing. They have worked with clients such as Sonic Restaurants and Marriott and Medical City Hospitals. He resides in Dallas. He's a father of five and a killer guitar player. I have known him for 25 plus years. Please welcome to the show, my friend, Andy Roller. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks. It's awesome. We're actually just hanging out in my house and we've been here last, last couple of days, just chilling out. And we said, hey, let's record a podcast. Yes. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur and that's
1: what we do. I'm, I'm still getting over the 25 years.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It's uh, it seems like not that long ago and I still feel young. What's going on here? Well, you look good. You look young. Yeah. Well, you don't have any hair. No, I'm you cut look good. Off. You look better than me. You're in good shape. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about your personal training and what you do. In uh, OK, because right. you're, uh, you're pretty killer at that stuff. But let's talk about XBO for a minute, because yep. this is a really cool company. You've grown it. You've grown it from just like a small consulting to now you really are reaching and helping people with SEO, which is market search optimization. Entrepreneurs are always looking for better ways to market. Like These are one of the main themes that I hear from people is how do I get better marketing? How do I show up on the search? What would you just say off the top of your head, a couple of tips for the market? We don't usually do tips on this, but I've got an expert here on this stuff, so I want to hear a couple of tips.
1: Well, okay, so two tips. I'll, I'll do one for business development the way that we do it at, at, okay. at XPO and then also an SEO tip, if you will. For our business development, it all comes out of our existing relationships and clients. So we think if we find the right clients and we're able to align their goals and our goals, that we have that client, we retain the client for a long time. And then even if we lose the client, if, uh, if, we, if we did a good job choosing the client, that relationship will continue even after the contract is over. Yeah. So we'll end up with referrals and and benefits long after some of the contracts are over for one reason or another. Um. Not to mention the ones that are happy that are currently under contract. Yeah. So so that's where most of our business comes from and it has a multiplying effect to it. And then the uh, for SEO, what we find is that most businesses, you know, have some sort of combination of paid search and organic search Uh, organic search is a much better investment and it's kind of like diet and exercise and you have to get that part right first and then the paid search is a supplement to that so 80 percent of your budget should and time should be spent on optimizing your seo your content your tags your user flow all that kind of stuff and then add to that sem search engine marketing and paid search to sort of amplify those fundamentals
0: okay Great. Uh, great tips. And I uh, just figured since you were in the room, let's get this out there. Because a lot of people are always asking me this and I'm not the, you know, not the expert on it, but it's good to good to hear those tips. You were talking about diet and exercise. I mean, you work out a lot and you have had a personal trainer for years, which I really admire I have, your, yeah. your, your tenacity in this. And I wonder from this discipline, how has this shaped and changed? you think your business life and are the two synonymous?
1: As a small business, a single owner business, um, so much of the culture of our company comes out of what I was doing and how I'm doing yeah. it. I'm, you know, as we grow, that's changing, but um, the business would sort of go as I went. And so taking care of me is, is a big part of taking care of everyone yeah. else. Yeah. So exercise for me clears my mind it keeps me focused um, it's an, it's an investment there's a financial investment and obviously there's a time and energy investment but I'm so much more productive as a result um, I treat my people better as a mm. result I'm not always stressed out you know hair on fire and, and always in the in the urgent box so it's I, I, I don't know what the ROI is on that but I know that not only has the exercise itself helped me a tremendous amount uh, in my relationships and leadership, But also uh, the relationships I build at the gym has, has, you know, I've I've more than paid for my training and gym memberships through (laughs) the referrals that I've gotten (laughs) at the gym. So
0: always be closing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. There's certain values that we all hold on to and everybody has these values. It's different than actually a mindset, which is what this podcast is about. A mindset can shift. Values don't typically shift unless yeah. there's a monumental change in your life. But how have your values played a role in the choices that you've made in business?
1: You know, I, some of this is kind of controversial. Like I, I really admire the guys uh, at 37 signals or Basecamp, for example. Um, and they wrote, wrote a book called rework. Okay. And I would recommend that to any, any business owner. It flies in the face of most management advice, but they talk about, Things like ASAP is poison for your culture, Hmm. and and other things like that. But but to the
0: meaning, like I need this ASAP. This is the poison.
1: Yeah, you know whether whether you whether you're allowing clients to run you uh, on an ASAP kind of schedule, or whether as a boss you're telling everybody, I need this ASAP. Yeah, and the reason for that is it's not about. Uh, being slow to respond. It's being precise and okay, when exactly do you need it? Oh, yeah. next Thursday. Well, yeah. that's not ASAP. <laughs> yeah. So you just about threw off our entire workflow because you wanted it ASAP when it really wasn't even that urgent. Right. Um, so so asking, clarifying questions to clients. Well, great. We, you know, we can take care of that. When do you need it? Um, getting them away from this. I need it now. I need it now. And they don't really even need it right then yeah. and just the friction that that causes in a in a culture in a workflow culture so our yeah. values actually include that so we have Three core values, and these are sort of personal values, but they're also our company values. And these are—I
0: find find most company values are driven by a personal value. Yes,
1: yeah, and these are real values. You know, there there are types of values that are aspirational. You know, we aspire to be this or that or whatever. But these are these are true values. These are things that we really think are important and, and build our principles and approach and process out of. So they and they're inverted values. So instead of what it's, it's, it's what we don't do as opposed to what we do. Mm. And those are uh, no assholes, no bullshit (laughs) and no ASAP. (laughs) And that's our, that's our client philosophy. That's our hiring philosophy. That's our communication philosophy. And, and under those three things, there are a lot of different categories. For example, under the no bullshit uh, value, that means we don't have a political uh, culture with our team. Yeah. Um, we don't play games. We call each other out on things like that. We don't let clients play games with us. We don't use vanity metrics to try to impress clients with yeah. their results. We're honest about what's working or not and trying to improve that. So those are just some examples of that. No assholes is pretty, you know, yeah. we we don't hire <laughs> asshole clients. We don't want asshole people on our team. And uh, we've even fired clients over that particular yeah. value. And so, and then no ASAP, ASAP is, uh, what I just explained. And it also within that value is the idea that uh, we want to be responsive and uh, communicate effectively and quickly with people and handle things well, but we don't want to get into this chasing our tail and rat race kind of mentality that yeah. ASAP brings.
0: So. Yeah. I was just having a conversation the other day with somebody, um, not on a podcast, but just a conversation and they were really struggling with sort of this idea of clients running their life. And I actually told them about you and like, I love some of the stories that you've, you've told in the past about how you fired clients and, and I think it's a great practice to look at. Like, are these clients running our lives? Are they being assholes? Are they, you know, are they always ASAP in you? So I really like this uh, this approach, and the values really are true to you. I mean, I've known you for a long time. This is truly who you are. You,
1: you know that that's yeah. True. I, yeah. Know that that's true. I know that
0: that's true, and I know those came from you, which is uh, fantastic.
1: And there's, I will say this too on the on the firing clients. There, there. That's a quality of life issue, but it's also there's also a strong business case behind it. I've actually read. I'm right now. I'm reading a book about this, but when you look at um, the impact on your reputation in business, what you're able to give to the clients that are paying you well yeah. and treating you well, and the referrals and the, and the things that come out of those. When you get rid of that negative weight and baggage, it's hard to do when you need the money, for yeah. sure. You yeah. know, Nobody likes losing a contract or, or revenue, sure. but it comes back, and, and I've seen it come back in the form of respect and productivity from my team, because what they see is they, they see me protecting them from a horrible work environment. Yeah. And when they see me do that, they give back a hundred times yeah. um, the, the attitude, the productivity and the, the gratitude yeah. that come from that. So I, I've, I've seen, it's actually a good business move as well.
0: You said you were reading a book on this. What's the book? Can...
1: Uh, yeah. It's by John Gamble. <laughs> I forgot the title. Um, okay. Let's... It's I think it's called keeping clients for life.
0: Okay. All
1: right, cool. Something right, good, like that, yeah. Good. It's an old book, but a friend of mine gave it to me, and it's it's their clients for life philosophy, yeah. and it it matches what we believe yeah. completely. So
0: cool. What is your current sort of entrepreneurial passion project right now? Do you have something you're kind of working on? Something that you're additionally passionate about, or of
1: course, yeah, yeah.
0: There's always something going on in there.
1: Like yeah, that. yeah. So I'm trying to be disciplined about growing the core. At at my at XBO and I have a business mentor that's always reminding me to not get fixated on new shiny objects and and keeping me focused. So so I am doing pretty well with that. I am thinking about um, and working on some commercial real estate investment things a few other just really there's always lots of ideas but anything that's actually got any traction behind it it's uh, xbo and some some expanded services there but then also some commercial real estate stuff so great
0: that's what i love about entrepreneurs you know like they're always thinking they're always ahead of the game always thinking about what's next so it's always fun to ask and find out how has your entrepreneurial journey, and it's been quite a long one for you, like you've been a business owner for a long time and a lot of people- Eight
1: eight years now. yeah,
0: Yeah, so like a lot of people see entrepreneurs as, oh, they're- they have to be serial entrepreneurs or they have to do this or whatever. It's not really the case. I mean, you look I'm, at like, I'm not a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, and you look at like a, a Michael Dell or whatever. He's not a serial entrepreneur. He's uh, built one company and built it well. Yeah, I, something to be said about that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I've You know, I haven't bought and sold any companies. Yeah. You know, so when I usually when I hear the term serial entrepreneur, I hear someone that's founded, built and sold a company at least a couple of times. Yeah. And of course, there are a lot of people running around that, that say they're entrepreneurs that have never made payroll. So I don't know how that qualifies <laughs> as an entrepreneurship, but, true. Uh, but I would just, th- I think of myself as a guy that started a business, if that makes me an entrepreneur, I guess maybe, but um, I started the business, uh, bootstrapped it, and then we've just grown various rates over the years, but it's just been s- steady and slow and you know, we'll be the overnight, you know, the 20 year overnight success. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. Like a lot of rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of yeah.
0: I know we've all been stuck inside for a very long time and we're wondering how we can take charge of our lives. Maybe there's something that you want to do, but you haven't been able to do it yet. Well, our sponsor, Personal Revolution Podcast. This is a best-selling author and life coach, Allison Task, and she helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you can move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes with each month, will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life, remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back, develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be, and build the network that will help you create your future. The Personal Revolution podcast comes with a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working toward their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of this is available to you for free. Download the Himalaya app on your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free. If you're ready to go after a better life, you're ready for personal revolution. play the guitar you have for a uh, very long time yeah, yeah and you sing you have a band and we've done
1: all that together we've
0: done all that together yeah, yeah. lots of fun you're staring at uh, the guitar behind me here wanting to wanting to play <laughs> yeah you know music is is super special to me and i know it's special to you as yeah. well too and there's there's something core about uh, music in inside like your core your soul yeah right? how has this inspired you along the way? Like to have that has it been an outlet mainly for you, or is it just something that you find sort of like the score strength? I, I'm curious about that with you.
1: That's a great question. I, I mean, I, I love music. I've mean, I listened to all kinds of music. I, I go see shows as often as I can when we're, you know, my band plays most weekends in the Dallas area. And, and I, and I love that for so many reasons. I love the music. I love seeing friends come. It's such a great way to, for yeah. people to come and, I'll, I'll just I'll answer the question by telling you one just real quick story. We've played different types of shows, some bigger and some smaller, right? We've never played any stadiums or you know thousands of people. That's that's never happened. But um, but our shows are always good and we get good feedback or whatever. Well, anyway, um, we were booked to play a show um, in Grapevine, and uh, the weather was kind of bad, and there were just all kinds of circumstances. So we get there, we we played for a little while, and the, as the weather got worse, it kind of got cold and everybody left. And there was one table left and the, the owners of the the venue were like, Hey, you guys can, can go home. You know, it's Mm -hmm. cool. And and we could just tell this one table was having a a great time. This couple, just this couple. And, and we were like, no, 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 we're, we're here until, you know, we're, we're going to play until these guys want to (laughs) leave. So we just kept playing and played like we were playing for a big crowd. Right. So we just, and we ended up going all the way until 1030 or whatever. And again, we can just, this couple's just having such a great time. So we're done and we start taking our stuff down and the couple walks up and they give us it was a hundred or $200 tip. And the guy says, he he goes, this is the best show that we've ever seen. And he's like, we, we have been through the worst six months of our, of our marriage of our lives. And this is the first time that we've been out together in six months. And this is amazing. And <laughs> yeah. I kind of get a little choked up yeah. thinking about that because they were so sincere
0: yeah.
1: and, and that just been everything. Yeah. And the music was something that meant something to them. And I don't know if that was the greatest show they'd ever seen or not, but to them it was such a special night. And, and so that's a big part of music is helping people have an experience. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And it, it lends itself too to like really being open and aware of what's going on around you. I hate buzzwords, although I have buzzwords on this show, <laughs> like self-awareness, <laughs> emotional intelligence. Those are huge buzzwords, but there's a really lot of disruption. Power behind yeah. There's a lot of power behind these and just being aware of like, maybe these people needed something from you guys and you felt that and you took that urge to actually stay there and
1: actually do that. Yeah.
0: Is super cool. You yeah. know, and, and it
1: was good for us. Yeah. It was great. It's yeah. really awesome. Yeah.
0: So you're a parent. You have five kids. They just kept coming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that happened. Yeah.
0: Uh, Five amazing kids. Yeah, they are. are. What are the ages? we start at 19 and go down? Okay. Uh, Yeah.
1: Uh, So the 19-year-old is living in your backyard across the pond in London. And she's doing great. She's studying uh, theater over there. And the 16-year-old is studying dance at a conservatory in Dallas. Uh, The 13, almost 14-year-old is... um, at Fort Worth Academy of uh, Fine Arts. And uh, then I have a 10 year old and an eight year old. So those are girl, 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 boy, girl, from oldest to youngest. <laughs> that is a
0: lot, man. Yeah. That is a lot. And I know they're growing up really fast. And, you know, you've had this business, which has kind of been your baby uh, over the last eight years or so. And I just wonder how you see a comparison in raising kids and also like running a business. How, what have you learned
1: from it? Well, Kind of like I mentioned earlier, I'm grateful for the flexibility that I have with the business to see my kids as much yeah. as I've been able yeah. to, and spend time with them, and take some, you know, trips and things like that. So it, th- there, there are trade offs to to having the business and how that relates to to kids. Uh, there are certainly times where you just have to buckle down and focus, and you're, you know, all day long, or for a week, or for a month, or whatever. Uh, but most of the time, the flexibility is there so that I can take a break and see my kids and spend time with them. Yeah. And so uh, it's great. The business is a lot like having a child for sure. It's not, yeah. it's not like you can just ignore it. Yeah. Uh, you've got to take care of a lot
0: of dirty big, diapers sometimes. Yeah.
1: You, <laughs> there are needs and they have to be taken care of and yeah. they're certainly not going to take care of themselves. So. Yeah.
0: I wonder, you know, what relationships around you, you've got friends, you you have, you have a lot of friends in Amarillo and Dallas and, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people that you, you love dearly in your family and, just wonder how those relationships are shaping you now, because our relationships always shape us, and they're a extension of who we are. What are you learning from the people you're in relationship with right now?
1: Gosh, I learned so much from from friends, um, and I'm very grateful for the friends that I have. Most most of my friends, I've I have been very long. You know, like we've been friends yeah. for a long, long time. It's interesting to watch the changes in people's lives. You know, yeah. the directions that they go and what they're learning as they go through their, their journey and where they live and what their jobs are I think if I've learned anything from watching my friends it's just to not judge yeah because you can see you, you think you know what's going on and then you because you know the person or you, you, you have more of an inside story you know where they're coming from and I'm always amazed at how wrong I've, I have hmm. I am yeah. when I look at the outside and then hear what's going on from my friend's perspective yeah. or someone that I know so yeah
0: Really wise words, and I think if people would do that more often, we'd we'd have some different relational energy yeah. in the yeah. world. We could, know?
1: we could, go, we could all use a little less judgment. Yeah, uh, a yeah. less judgment yeah. for sure. You know,
0: you've been building your b- business for many years now, and you know, I am sure it's had its shares of ups and downs. And I wonder how do you find the inspiration every day. To wake up and do what you do, and I know there's probably days you don't, right? You probably just like yeah. take off for the there, day. There are days <laughs> I
1: just sleep in, and yeah. that's the solution. <laughs> yeah, which
0: which is the freedom and the gratefulness you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, but but you still have to move on, and you still have to go on, and this this business funds your life, right? And it's yeah. uh, it, it's your it's your livelihood. So how do you find that inspiration?
1: Obviously, kids and family. You know, yeah. there's there's no there's no reverse gear there. You know, you just make it happen. Yeah. You have to. But, uh, music is another, you know, it's an, for me, there's an interesting interplay between music and business and life. And in order for one to be successful, I have to spend the appropriate amount of time with the other. Yeah. Um, if I neglect one, it ultimately comes back to hurt the other. So balancing those, the effort and energy. So for example, with like with my band, it's, you know, it's a horrible business model. (laughs) You know, we don't get paid a lot of money. To play, I mean, we get paid, but uh, we don't do it for the money. But it comes back to me in the form of uh, inspiration when it comes to people and business. So
0: you talked a little bit earlier about your team and you know how you how your team respects the fact when you protect them and things like this. And one of the one of the big common themes that I see with entrepreneurs as a theme is hiring the right people, knowing how to treat them while they're growing and expanding a business it's super hard and not everybody does really well at it. And I just wonder what you've learned about yourself over the last you know, eight years and probably hiring, firing people and moving people around. And,
1: you know, what have you learned? I, I hate firing people. Yeah. Um, I really try to get it right so that I don't have to fire anyone. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, I've had to fire plenty of people. I think the thing that I've learned the most about watching, let's just assume that they, you know, they're qualified for the job. Yeah, basically, okay. I, I always want to be investing in their training and learning and growing in whatever form that takes. That doesn't always mean sending them to a class. Yeah, but whatever resources that they need to do the job, I want to provide those for them. We don't have a corporate feel at all. You mm-hmm. know, we don't have, uh, you know, a patented 360 review process that we use. But I do reviews, and that. Uh, those are conversations yeah. about uh, how are you in these various areas and how do you think I'm doing uh, helping you? Yeah. And, and so I want them to be very honest with me about, am I, uh, am I in your way? Uh, are you getting what you need? Do you feel like this or that is fair? You know, whatever. But also I'd say just in general, when, as I watched, you know, the different team members that, that are on the team or they've been on the team, if, any action in my opinion that they take on behalf of the business that's in line with our values and client success and everything else to me that's an act of leadership so if they take an action that moves us forward in any given area that's that's a positive that's an act of leadership yeah if if they have a success even that came out of neglect or laziness or accidentally Hmm. that's a net negative yeah I'm happy that it worked out, but it could have been so much better or, you know, why are you being neglectful or lazy? So on the other hand, if they failed moving forward or trying something out and it didn't work out, but they did it as a with the motive of of trying to. Um, optimize or maximize the business or help a client, then I I easily look past that. I forgive that very easily.
0: So It almost becomes a positive. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like
1: being an entrepreneur, Yeah, right? You know, no entrepreneur starts with the intention of failing. Right. Uh, They want to build something great. They want to build something that works. Well, it doesn't most of the time. Yeah. And so I think employees should be treated the same way if they have, maybe you could call it an, an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. They're attempting something they're trying to make something better and maybe it was a mistake, that's easily forgiven. Now yeah. we have to talk about it. You know, yeah. sometimes that it can be expensive. But but that's kind of how I view the employees. But if they're just phoning it in and, and kind of have a water cooler mentality, then I really don't want them on the team.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. It's good. You mentioned a couple of books, this uh th- these books. Are there other things that are sort of inspiring to you? I know you do a lot of reading, you probably you know, watch things and YouTubes or whatever, I'm not sure, but, uh, what's inspiring
1: to you right now? Uh, great question. So the, t- at least the type of reading that I do, I read a, I read a lot of biographies and autobiographies. And mm-hmm. so I think what inspires me the most are, are stories of people in you know, all walks of life, business, nonprofit, social, whatever stories of entrepreneurs, But uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for the underdog, you know, kind of story, you know, uh, the people that have had uh, rough circumstances and have had a hard time, Uh, but find creative ways to overcome that and make it happen anyway. I think to me, that's, that's one of the most inspiring things that are people that could make, you know, they have legitimate excuses, they have legitimate disabilities, they have setbacks, they have all these things, but they just choose uh, to own their life every day and move forward no matter what and they just keep returning and keep going Mm. and i think as an entrepreneur as a business owner and just really anyone in life life is so full of so many things that can be knock you out of the game yeah and i I really admire people that just refuse to be knocked down Mm. they just keep going
0: awesome man well thanks for joining me today i really appreciate it yeah thank you